welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen, well-read booksmen. Yeah, we're back to being booksmen now. We're no longer answermen. Spectacled nerds. Mm-hmm. Four-eyed losers. Do you wear glasses, Tom? You have glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the story is. I'm not sure if you just have <laughs> fake lenses in there to make you look smart. No, I have glasses because uh, a long time ago we had Warby Parker as a sponsor. And uh, I was like, you know what? I haven't gotten an eye exam in like, I don't know how long. I was like, I think my eyesight's pretty good, but like, I don't, uh, I based on what? I don't know. Um, so I went and got an eye exam. And they were like, uh, they were so confused as to why I was there for an eye exam because they were (laughs) like, well, what's your current prescription? I was like, oh, I don't wear glasses right now. And they were just kind of like, oh, well, why are you here? I'm just like, well, everybody has to, before people get glasses, they have to one time (laughs) (laughs) go before they have glasses. I mean, that kind of happened with you, right? Like, your eyesight was, like, going for a while before you got glasses. I didn't realize how bad my eyesight was until somebody, I mean, that's what I always hear, that people don't realize. And and when people's eyesight gets... Even people that have glasses, they don't realize it's gotten worse. You know, your brain adjusts. Yeah, and one of my coworkers was like, you squint a lot. And I was like, shut up. And they were like, have you ever gotten an eye exam? I was like, I haven't been to the doctor in 12 years, any doctor, so shut up. Yeah, but I remember, um, Tim, at that job, you were uh, famous for your Gilbert Gottfried impression. So that was true. a lot they of the reason it. why you were squint. They didn't like it. You were infamous for it. Like, it oh, wasn't Jesus even Christ. an impression. It wasn't even an impression, Tom. I adopted the persona. Like <laughs> right. I was in. I lived in it. I was method. I. I, I was. You know I what showed the problem with Gilbert. my parking lot spot is? It's too far from the building. Why are you guys sending me all this email? There was. I a, don't like email. I recently came across a clip from of him on Howard Stern. Where uh, I think maybe like Gary, the producer or whatever, played a clip where he's like, uh, Gilbert called and left me a voicemail about how he was like running late or or needed to switch days or whatever. And he played the voicemail. and He's like, uh, hey, Gary, there's a uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, yeah, I'm running a little bit late today. <laughs> it was the most insane thing. Yeah, but of course, nobody talks like that. Yeah, but he's been talking like that for, I don't know, 35 years, so. He had us all bamboozled. Yeah. Well, I knew he wasn't. I've talked about on the other show about this. You ever see him do a Seinfeld impression? Yeah. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's the only time I think I've ever heard him speak normally. Actually, Tom, Mm -hmm. uh, he spoke for... Three normal words to me personally. And what were those um, words? I love you. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, it's a how you doing? Oh, that's technically one word. We passed in a in a in a hallway, and it was mm-hmm. a very tight hallway, and there was nobody else there. It was after hours at an office building. 
<laughs> what the fuck? What were you both doing there? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but uh, I wasn't supposed to be there. I suspect he wasn't supposed to be there either, but there was nobody else there. And I went like, ah, excuse me. He went, uh, how you doing? Or I didn't even say, uh, excuse me. I said like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, yeah. Uh, once I realized who he was, and he said, uh, how you doing? Wow. Yeah. Tom, uh, Steps away Timmy, from fame. Uh, Exactly. You, you you'd be surprised uh, the the things I get into with a list celebs. What the hell were we talking about? That got us talking about Gilbert Gottfried. Classes you brought up. Oh, Gilbert glasses. <laughs> um, yeah. So I went and got glasses, and they like give me. You know, they're like, okay, yeah, you need glasses. And then they like give me a prescription, and th- no, they don't even give it to me. They like give it to like a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is not a slight to Warby Parker, like, even though they're not a sponsor, uh, I don't know, in a long time, uh, they're nice glasses. If I was going to buy uh, a pair of glasses, that's probably what I'd buy. But, um, uh, they're like showing me glasses and stuff like right away. Like I, I get out of the exam and they're like, okay, this person will help you. They don't say anything to me. This person showing me glasses and I'm like, wait, I need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and this person's like, well, yeah, I mean, you're at a glasses store. That's what I assume. <laughs> but they just, like gave me no information. So it's like, well, I'm going to wait a, a, a little bit because I'm not sure yet. And they like gave me the prescription for glasses. And it was like such a light prescription that like the other places don't carry <laughs> that prescription mm. because it's like basically just, you know, two pieces of, uh, you know, plastic in, in a pair of frames. Um, I did, I mean, that's what my glasses are. I did buy, uh, like a, you know, $8 pair of reading glasses at like CVS with that prescription. Um, I, probably should wear them more often sometimes like i do if i'm working on the computer a lot like i will occasionally be like i have like a little bit of a headache maybe i should uh put my glasses on and sometimes when i put them on it helps sometimes it doesn't it also helps me like and all it does is make everything a little bit bigger a little bit um and I mean, sometimes it does help me to kind of get into uh, like a flow with writing because it's like, you know, I'm putting glasses on like a real writer. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> a real well, writer. Well, it's just like it's the physical act of putting glasses on where it's like I have my glasses on now. I'm writing. I'm not going to dick around doing other things. You know, it's like right. how some people Cut the shit. Yeah, how some people, like, literally have, you know, a thinking cap that they put on. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they do. Some people have a thinking cap they put on to do thinking. No, they don't. <laughs> That's... Well, you don't hang out with as many smart people as I do. A lot of smart people do have a thinking cap. People can uh, The people I know can think without caps, thank you very much. Well, maybe if they put a cap on, they'd be even we smarter. We hang out with 90% the same people. <laughs> Yeah, Tim, but it's that extra 10% that, uh, you know, uh, really puts me over the edge on you. <laughs> it's that smart people that I hang out with. The two smart people I hang out with that wear thinking caps are the reason why one day, Tim, I am going to outsmart you for good. <laughs> Tim, we have, a long l- game. we have a little bit of follow-up about last week's Squeak of the Week. 
Oh, I forgot about the squeak of the week. Yeah. Unfortun- and I hope you prepared a, uh, this week's squeak of the week as well. <laughs> no, it's the same squeak. I'm not just going to play a different squeak. Although, this week there was one time where I heard it just squeak twice instead of thrice, which is normally what uh-huh. it does. Uh, yeah. But I did want to go over some people on uh, Patreon uh, commented with their guesses of the squeak of the week. And I want to go through them real quick. Uh, Shireen said, I used to have a creaky gate at my complex. It sounded like that. I lived on the second floor right above it. So it was very close and very annoying. It does. It sounds like a squeaky gate. However, the um, there aren't any gates around me. That it could be. Have you checked? Yeah. The, uh, there, I, there's a gate that I'm aware of that like leads down an alleyway with yeah, it's uh, some not garbage that. in that, there. Because that gets locked up at night. And I hear this mm. in the middle of the night all the time still. Okay. I mean, that's the biggest uh, uh, puzzle to this is that it happens day and night. Um, uh, Dave said the squeak sounds like a creaky fire escape. It's not a fire escape. There aren't any fire escapes. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, all these, but they, you know, I have a, a stairwell with like fire doors. There you aren't... don't have a fire escape? No. Jesus, you're living in a death trap. No, I'm living in a more modern building that has uh, like fire doors and like a fireproof uh, stairwell. What if there's a fire in the hallway? Now, now jump out the window. Yeah, you're not that high. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh, Josh asked, I don't know, I know Tom doesn't like going outside, but why doesn't he stroll around near the source of the noise to narrow down where it's coming from? And this got like a bunch of likes too. Uh, (laughs) so (laughs) fuck you, Josh. Fuck everybody who liked this. I do like going outside. Tom, Tom. What? Josh is a patron. (laughs) He's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't say look don't, don't it's, say tough, it's tough love <laughs> he started it um, <laughs> uh although i yeah i mean i have in fairness i've i've looked for this when i've been outside i need to like spend a few hours outside one day with like nothing else not walking the dog not taking a walk to get some fresh air what you should have one of those cones that you can put up (laughs) to to hear things better i should oh and i should also say uh the other day um, I was paying attention of a um, to a train that goes by nearby because I thought it might be like the train signal or something moving, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a track switcher. Uh, but I heard it happening as a train was blasting by. So mm. it's not something changing the tracks. Right. Uh, somebody said, it Josh, could... I would, I would, on behalf of Tom, I'd like to apologize <laughs> for, for his outburst earlier. It could be a, uh, Ethan suggested it could be a chain from a flagpole. There's a bank near my work with a huge flag and it's constantly squeaking. Um, there are no flags. Are you going to tell him, fuck you also? No, I'm just going to say there's no flags near me, but also like it doesn't constantly squeak. It's intermittent squeaking, but every time three squeaks. 
Um, so, so I don't think it's some, I, it's, it's not being caused by the wind, I believe. I think, I think Andrew is onto something here. Andrew says that squeak sounds familiar to me. Reminds me of one of the vertical subway exit turnstiles. Um, absolutely. It reminds me of that too, but there's not one of those close enough to me that I would hear it. Hmm. Uh, Rachel said, oh, uh, William said, uh, he didn't hear anything. Are you sure it's not in your head? Very funny. Another big old fuck you to William. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Look, this is serious, Tim. (sighs) Rachel said, I was thinking maybe a weather vane, but it sounds so methodical. Yes. Jay Brett said, uh, I was also thinking it was a fire escape. Is the wind blowing it when it squeaks? Hashtag squeak gate. Um, uh, it's hashtag squeak of the week. <laughs> Squ- <laughs> Come on. Squeak- uh, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. Jay Brett, <laughs> fuck you. Squeak gate makes it sound like it's a squeaky gate. And we don't know that. You're just confusing the issue. Yeah. He says fire escape and then he's saying squeak gate. Yeah, it's like, well, which one is it? But then he also Get says, is the, wind bl- <laughs> is the wind blowing when it squeaks? Uh, as I said earlier, no. As I said a moment ago, <laughs> a week after you left this comment, no. Uh, and then Richard also asked if it's worse in the wind. Sounds like a swinging shop sign. It does sound like a swinging shop sign, but that's not what it is. I'm just trying to think of what could squeak... That makes three squeaks because I'm thinking like you open a door, (laughs) it makes one squeak and you close the door closes. It makes another squeak. But this isn't that it makes three squeaks. Anyway, that's the squeak of the week this week. Uh, (laughs) Apologies to all our patrons (laughs) that Tom is alienated. Keep keep uh, being a Patreon subscriber, despite me saying fuck you and then just talking about a squeak (laughs) near my home. (laughs) <laughs> Stay tuned now, next week for you, more. Remind you, this is a podcast about books. <laughs> well, may I remind you, Tim, that the squeakings interfered with my book reading. Oh yeah, it uh, it really has because like I cannot pay attention to it when I'm doing other things, but I like to read in silence, so I notice it whenever I'm reading. Um, whenever I'm reading, uh, it, the the slightest bit of noise sets me off. I yeah, get furious. I'm I'm the same way, and then I always think like, all right, I'm just gonna ignore it. I'm just gonna let. It. And meanwhile, like, you could probably measure my blood pressure <laughs> rising. Of like, better not make that noise again, or I'll blow my stack. Tom uh, on uh, the Discord. Mm-hmm. In the Patreon-only channel, which you, Tom, I got to tell you, you still haven't enabled. What? Oh, emotes? Yeah. Oh, I enabled moats. They're, they're, Tom, you don't ever go into the Discord, right? Because they were dragging your name through the Oh, really? Oh, boy. Maybe I have to bring out the band hammer. (laughs) Um. But Dan uh, said in that in that channel, I'm listening to the Sherlock Holmes part four episode, and at one minute thirty seconds, you can hear the squeak of the week. Whoa! 
And I'm afraid Tom has infected my brain in always hearing the squeak in the background of the podcast recordings going forward. Man, now people are going to think there's like some kind of like viral marketing that I'm doing. <laughs> For squeaking? I don't know. Follow the squeak, man. See where it leads you. You might not like the answers. Wow. Uh, hashtag follow the squeak. <laughs> Uh, Tom, I read a book. Yeah. Well, I read the first third of a book. Okay. Uh, it's called A Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm. It was written by Madeline Langle. Okay. Langle. Oh, it's got like L- an apostrophe, right? L apostrophe, E-N-G-L-E. Yeah. That's like, uh, when I lived in Maryland, uh, there was a stop on the, 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 the metro, L'Enfant Plaza. And people, I still don't, maybe I'm saying it wrong, but people would be like, uh, El Enfant Plaza, Le Enfant Plaza, L'Enfant Plaza. Well, that's just, that's adding another letter. Yeah, but people did it. They didn't, it was a different time. Mm. Um, Tom, uh, Wrinkle in Time was written in 1962, and this is part of our, uh, banned books month here yeah. on, uh, Complete Guide to Everything. Uh, nope. Sh- books the podcast. <laughs> Jesus, Tim. Don't tell them about the other show. They'll find out it's free. <laughs> and that they don't, they'll stop paying for this. <laughs> they don't get abused on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. It was on, uh, this book was on uh, the American Library Association's list of the 100 most frequently challenged books of the 90s, Tom. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say. And I'm a 90s kid. You were telling me before the show that this book was published originally in 1962. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I was shocked by that. I mean, I don't really know anything about this book except that they made it into a movie that bombed a couple of years ago, like, but that, you know, looked crazy like looked like it cost a fortune it reminded me of uh that tomorrowland movie that disney made like similarly like how could this lose how could this bomb it's got it's got Clooney in it it's it's sci-fi it's fun it's based on a ride um and this with like oh it's got oprah in it it's based on a beloved book like how could it go how could it not do gangbusters I still want to see that Tomorrowland movie, though. Did you see it? I never saw it, no. Um, I bet it's fun, right? It's a Brad Bird movie starring yeah. Clooney. It's, I'm sure it's on Disney+. Plus. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Uh, but I was going to say, I, do, I don't know anything about A Wrinkle in Time, but I assumed it was like a 90s book, because I feel like that's when... Like it appeared on my radar, or I mean, obviously, like most books appeared on my radar in the '90s when I was, you know, of reading age. But uh, but I just feel like I hadn't heard much about it before then. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think the '90s was a was a particularly um, fertile time for hysteria and like banning things yeah you know the religious right going a little uh nuts here in america yeah um but and i'm gonna quote a lot from wikipedia here but madeline langle her her she was a a fairly prolific writer Mm -hmm. um 
But her works reflect both her Christian faith and her strong interest in modern science. Mm-hmm. Um, but this book was mostly challenged and banned um, because it was accused of being anti-religious and anti-Christian um, because there are witches and crystal balls right. and, quote, new age spiritualist <laughs> themes that do not reflect traditional Christian teachings. It's, Could you imagine going and being like, "Look, I got this thing. Like, I go, I go to this. Like, I, I got this. Re- these religious beliefs, mm-hmm. um, and you should not have this book available to anybody because, like, I think witches kind of conflict with with this thing that that I feel strongly about." Yeah, it's always like the the fascination of some like uh yeah super like uh uh right christian groups uh with like this and like harry potter and and all that stuff i guess because they just like tie it all to satanism but i'm always like i don't know there weren't witches in the bible it wasn't like witches that were going after jesus yeah <laughs> like i i never really fully understood how that became and also the de facto enemy. Yeah, and also, like, stories don't have to, like... Yeah, they can be... Well, and especially, like... Well, I guess, does this portray witches in, like, not an evil light? I mean, thus far, we're not... I'm not even sure. Yeah. I assume well, the, uh, the, the characters that are witches are witches, but they haven't been outed as witches yet. Yeah, and, but, but I was just thinking that, too. Like, uh... uh Wizard of Oz has Glenda the Good Witch, and that, mm-hmm. as far as I know, wasn't a big problem. She was a witch. She didn't really do... They they were like, she's a witch, but she didn't really do any witchy things. No. She didn't have yeah. a cauldron or anything. The I squeak's like, happening like, right like, now. She was a witch! The squeak's happening. <laughs> was... I don't know if the mic could pick that up, but... Maybe we can boost it and post it. <laughs> yeah, we we shan't be doing that. Um, uh, but regarding the controversy, Madeline Langle said, it seems people are willing to damn the book without reading it. Mm. Well, she's going to get her own quote canceled by using words like that. Um, <laughs> damn, in the New York Times. Oh, my nonsense, goodness. It sounds, it sounds about, to me like she's just trying to sell some books. <laughs> Well, she did say, nonsense about witchcraft and fantasy. First, I felt horror, then anger, and finally I said, ah, the hell with it, again. Oh, wow, they got to her, the witches. I said, ah, the hell with it. It's great publicity, really. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be a wild thing when you write something, like pour your heart into something like that. And it's like universally acclaimed, like critics love it, kids love it. But then like a group is like claiming something, especially something like a book where it's, you know, such a singular piece of work where you can be like, if somebody makes that accusation, you can go, oh, no, it doesn't. (laughs) I know I wrote every word in it and that never even crossed my mind. Right. Like that. Yeah, that must be such an infuriating thing. Where it's like, no, just listen to me. I'm the one who wrote it, right? Yeah, no, that you're wrong. That's not what I wrote. Um, and I should say, like, I got no beef with religious people. 
Mm. I got beef with uh, religious people. Witches, number one. Uh, but, you know, religious people are just like, look, if something conflicts with your religious beliefs, by all means, don't read it. Yeah. But, but like, uh, don't, yeah, tell, you, don't tell me not to read it. I yeah. think it's cool when things conflict. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't be trying to stop other people from uh, uh, living don't their life. Don't yuck anyone's yum. Exactly. Come on. Uh, anyway, Tom, guess what? Guess how this book starts? Mm, in a hot tub. It was, no. No, dumb. Well, then um, it's not going to be very good because all the best books start in a hot tub. <laughs> Which one? The, the Great Gatsby? The yep. Great Gatsby probably could have started in a hot tub. And if that if been... the technology existed at the time. Um, no, it starts with the line... It was a dark and stormy night. Ooh. Do you feel like, uh, I feel like that was like, oh, this book was part of a writing exercise where it's like, <laughs> take a hackneyed uh, opening line and make it into a very creative story. Well, in the 60s, it probably wasn't as hackneyed, but also like, I don't know, that's probably like a good line to get like a kid hooked into a book where they're like, oh, I've heard yeah. this. Okay, I'll keep reading. It is very clear that this book was not written in the 90s, Tom, mm-hmm. when you read it, because, like, you know it's uh, it, it's technically, I think, a young adult book, but, like, mm-hmm. I think it also, like, skews younger. Yeah. But I feel like uh, it, it it's it, the language used is not dumbed down at all. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's written at a higher level than children's books were mm-hmm. written um in in the in 90s. the nineties, yeah, yeah, we got a lot of real garbage books in the nineties pushed <laughs> yeah. on us, not pushed no, on us, a... but like available at like the book sales and stuff. Yeah, God, I love the book fair. I mean, and th- that's the thing. I I'm a firm believer in like who cares? Like if a kid's reading Lamry, whatever they want, as long as it's not Hustler, um, Penthouse Forum. <laughs> that's fine. That's mostly words. Yeah. And and ideas. Uh, No, but like, you know, if a kid wants to read like a novelization of some movie they've seen a thousand times, that's great. Like, let let people read what they want to read. Don't yuck anyone to yum. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so there's this this, uh, girl, Tom. I don't think we ever... um, I don't think we're told exactly how old she is. I think she's like... 13 maybe okay i could be wrong that jives with uh like what i've seen in the trailer for this movie a couple of years ago (laughs) she has uh younger twin brothers who are 10 Mm -hmm. um and then later on a classmate who's a couple years older than her who i think they say is like 16 okay is introduced so like i think she's like yeah that sounds about right um her name is meg murray Meg Murray. Tom, and I know I know what you're thinking. Meg, you're like, oh, this is a family guy situation, right? <laughs> oh, is this a family guy novelization? That's the only Meg I've ever heard of. Um, I think it I think there might be a world where you can graft on uh like I think you can cleanly get like if they were gonna do family guy uh you know how they do like the Star Wars things? Where yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, and like Peter's uh, Darth Vader and Chris, right. you know, 
I think you can graft the characters on pretty cleanly to these Maybe characters. you should write a spec script, send it into Seth MacFarlane. Maybe. Uh, Is that his I'll, name? I'll, or am I thinking yeah, of the Seth guy? Seth MacFarlane. No, I, uh, oh, I, I thought I said Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn. Yeah, and Youngblood. <laughs> well, at least Youngblood number one. Yeah. Uh, which I have a proud owner of. <laughs> um, Meg is the daughter on Family Guy, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, then that, that, that that's how old that character is supposed to be about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so she's in the attic. Mm-hmm. She's freaked out by the storm that's happening. Remember, it's a dark and stormy night. Right. Well, don't she's like, go, don't not, go in the I'm... attic for God's sake. It's the worst well, place to be in a storm. Sleeps. Oh, guess what? And normally she's not afraid of of weather. They say mm-hmm. uh, she's, uh, but like she's just like preoccupied with stuff at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, apparently she's ugly. Okay. Uh, number two. Um, she's not she's not good um, at school. She's mm-hmm. not doing well in school, and like she's always being pulled aside. And she's like, and their teachers are like, uh, "Your parents are supposedly really brilliant, and how are you so dumb? You should be smarter." Wow! And so, not, not good for a kid's self esteem. No, her self esteem is 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 in, in the, the toilet. Is, is in the shitter, Tom. Yeah. Um. And, uh, okay, let me just map out her whole situation. I don't care. Uh, look, this is presented, all this exposition is presented in, in uh, a less ham-fisted way. Um, she's got a mom and a dad. They're both uh, brilliant scientists, but yes. like nobody in the town really like understands them or what they're doing. But but the teachers do. The teachers all know, like, you know, supposedly your parents are like these right, brilliant okay, people. Yeah. Um, her dad went away. We yeah. don't know where. We don't know when he's coming back. Her dad's but Chris her mom, Pine in the movie. I remember that. Yeah. Her mom is just like, save it for the movie episode, Tom. <laughs> her mom is like, your dad's coming back. Um, Do we know how long and, he's been gone? Uh, Probably, no, like for a while, though. Like, Years? And at first, Tom's... Let me tell the story, right, and well, I will, I will reveal right. things. Um, she's got these 10-year-old twin brothers. Yeah, you mentioned that. Who are like normal kids. Um, they're kind of roughhousing. They're they're kind of good at school. They're, they're average at school. They're like B students. Mm-hmm. She's got this five-year-old brother. Okay, uh, Sandy and Dennis are the, are, the, um, are the twins. Okay. And Dennis is spelled D-E-N-N-Y-S. Whoa. So it might be Denny's. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's Denny's. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it could be, but I think Denny's requires an apostrophe. Do you think they, they had a tie-in with the movie? Where it's like, oh, oh maybe, get Denny's yeah. on board. Get the, yeah. get the, get the wrinkle, wrinkle in Time Slam Grand Slam Breakfast. So anyway, she's got this five-year-old brother called Charles Wallace. Mm-hmm. Right, so she's uh, scared, and she's just like, ah, I don't want to go to school anymore. Like, this sucks. I'm ugly. Nobody. I have no friends, blah, blah, blah. Like, typical teenage girl stuff. Yeah. She goes downstairs. She's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down to the kitchen and, like, I don't know, make myself some hot chocolate or something. Calm down. 
Um, <laughs> Pour myself a stiff drink. <laughs> guess who's down there? Charles Wallace. The little boy. Yeah, he's a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, now, the story of Charles Wallace was everybody thinks he's an idiot. Okay. He didn't talk to anybody when he was, until he was four. Oh, okay. He, he like, uh, like everybody's like, oh, he's, he's, he's a dummy. He's a yeah, moron. Yeah. And then uh, now he's five, and like he doesn't, you know, not a lot of people see him, but he speaks like freaking Fraser Crane. He's a he's a he's a he's a dang genius. So he's like, oh Meg, I knew you'd be down. Uh, you know, uh, you could be uh, wh- Brian the dog. It, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, he's like, let me make you a sandwich. I bet her mom's gonna come down right on cue. The mom comes down. He's like, mm. oh, let me make you a sandwich too. Um, and uh, Meg was like, yeah, you know, I'm afraid uh, there's this tramp that I heard about that uh, stole all these bed sheets from uh, the uh, from the post uh, the the postal person's uh, wife's clothesline or something, whatever. And she's afraid that a tramp is going to come and like hurt their family. Okay. Charles Wallace is like, eh. Don't worry about that. Let me make you a sandwich. It's the middle of the night. They're all just hanging out. And Charles Wallace, this five-year-old, shouldn't be worried about sluts coming to their house to take all their their. I don't don't think they meant tramp that way. Tom, did I ever tell you about the time I was at a CVS and uh, uh, the the Frank Sinatra song "The Lady Is a Tramp" was on the radio? I don't think so. (laughs) So it's playing. It's like. And that's why the lady is a tramp. You know, like that old... Yeah, yeah. And there were these, like, probably, like, 18-year-olds there that were like, Yo, shit! (laughs) Did you hear what they just said in this song? How are they playing this in a CVS? Tramp is one of those words that I feel like strangely became, like, more offensive over time. Mm Mm-hmm. Like didn't didn't you know most words get less offensive, but somehow like tramp went from like oh it's like a fun jab to like that's some serious shit you're calling somebody a tramp. Yeah. It's a fun word though because it's not like a slur still because no. it's like old timey enough. Yeah, it's like trollop. It, it's old timey enough that you can yell it out your car driving by somebody and not feel bad. Um, anyway, um, uh, Charles Wallace was like, ah, I was walking by this haunted house in town, uh, in the woods yesterday. Mm. And the mom's like, well, I told you not to go like off the property. You're five years old. He's like, eh, (laughs) they have this dog called Fortinbras. Um, and, uh, he's like, yeah, the dog got away and I was chasing him and I was like, I'm by the haunted house. I better check out the haunted house. And I was talking to this lady, Mrs. What's it? Mm. Um, and they're like, okay, that's not a real name. As the reader, you're like, what's going on? This this, this kid's talking like a grown up. Was he Brian the dog or something? (laughs) And then uh, right on cue, uh, Stewie, the child that talks like a grown up. Oh yeah, maybe maybe he'd be a better. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe Brian could be the dog. 
Maybe you should write this spec script. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um. So anyway, right on cue, uh, who shows up? But Mrs. What's it shows up at their house. Yeah, and she's like, oh, "It's windy. I got I got blown off course in the storm. Here mm. I am." Um, and uh, she's emptying her boots, and there's water in her boots, and she's just like, oh, "I don't want a sandwich. Just like I just want to like catch my breath, and then I'm gonna go." Did home. anybody offer her a sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles oh, okay. Wallace, because like he met her the day before or something. Mm. And he's like, ah, Mrs. What's it? I don't think I would accept a sandwich that was offered to me by a five-year-old. Yeah, but nothing is as it seems. And everybody seems to. And like, uh, Charles Wallace starts kind of like reading Meg's mind. Like, she's like, "Uh, (laughs) all right. I think uh, this might be uh, the person, the tramp who stole the bed sheets. And then Charles Wallace is like, why did you steal those bed sheets, Mrs. Watson? Yeah, you right? tramp. And she's like, I've used them already, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Oh, so um, she admitted to it. Yeah. And and they're like, you better give them back. And she's like, I've used them already. Ew. Yeah, and they're all like, uh, uh, TMI. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, they use the phrase TMI in this. Yeah, it's ahead of its time. And then... Uh, they're just kind of like hanging around, shooting the <laughs> shit. And then it's the middle of the night during a storm, by the way. Yeah. And then uh, she's, she's like, hey, uh, there is a such thing as a tesseract. Yeah. That was one of the, it, one of the, uh, uh, one of the infinity stones. Yeah. So I, I think <laughs> in 1962, people weren't familiar with the term <laughs> tesseract. Yeah. Um, but oh, the mom, but they'll find out once Thanos gets his hand on it. Mrs. What's it is like there is a such thing. It's a tesseract, and Mrs. Murray's like, "What did you say?" It's almost like a Martha situation. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> and she kind of like gets upset and breaks down, and uh, then Mrs. What's it leaves, and they're like, "Ah, I don't know what's going on." So Meg wakes up the next morning and is like. I hope that was all just a weird dream. I don't want to deal with any of the shit that happened. <laughs> this sounds like a big headache to me. <laughs> yeah. So she goes downstairs and like uh, they're like, oh, nope, it happened. Uh, so she goes to school. Oh, she's also been getting into fights in school because she's mm. just like, and everybody's like, she's upset about her dad. Her dad went away. Right. Right. And he started sending letters, mm-hmm. but then the letters stopped coming. Ah, this is what we know at this point. Yeah. Uh, But the mom is like, eh, he's gone. And uh, Meg's like, I didn't understand what was going on last night. And there's a lot of stuff in this book. Like, the mom says, like, you don't have to understand things for them to be. Mm. Which I think is wise words. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you've got to accept some shit that happened. Some things you can't Uh, wrap your head around. So basically, uh, she acts out at school again. She gets sent to the principal's office, and the principal's like, well, what's the deal with your dad, by the way? Yeah, so he's working on a stand-up routine? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The dad is played by Jerry Seinfeld in the movie. (laughs) Um, He's he's played by Gilbert Gottfried doing a Jerry Seinfeld impression. And on... um, It'd be Quagmire, I think, in, 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 in Family Guy. Okay, yeah. 
But then he'd like do something gross and yeah. ruin the whole thing. Um, but the the principal's like, do eh, you really think your dad's coming back? Come on, man. Yeah. And Meg's like, that's none of your goddamn business. I, I got a Whatever. bridge to sell you if you think your dad's yeah. coming back. So anyway, after school, uh, Meg meets up with George Wallace, this uh, erudite five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I think Charles Wallace is like, let's go, uh, let's go to the Charles haunted house. And see Mrs. You said Wallace. it was George Wallace before. Oh, Charles Wallace. George Wallace is a bad man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Wait a minute. Why? Why is he in this book? <laughs> I know it's Charles Wallace. Um. Uh, and he's like, uh, you know, Mrs. Watson lives at this haunted house with these other ladies. They recently moved in. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go talk to them. And uh, they get to the house, and there's a classmate of Meg's out there, Calvin O'Keefe, who's like an athletic guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, I think on like the basketball team, and he's cool and he's popular. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What are you doing here?" And he's yeah, like, "The last I don't person know. you'd expect." He's like, "I don't know. I'm. Uh, I like had a like, uh, like." just a thought that I needed to come here mm. and it kind of like drove me here. So I, I, I just walked here. I don't know what I'm doing. And then he talks about it. His home life sucks. Yeah. Um, like his family doesn't care about him. I think he's one of 11 children. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, Charles Wallace is like, you're coming with us. You're one of us now. You're cool. <laughs> and Meg is like, I don't know. This guy is kind of like shitty to me at school. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Um, but first, they they uh, see another lady in the house who is Mrs. Who. Who? It's Doctor Who's wife, Tom. What? Or Doctor Who is also a woman. Didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> well, I did, because Doctor Who's been a woman for a few uh, years now. Well, this has nothing to do with Doctor Who. Um, she's, she's a lady, and she's annoying, but she just goes like, oh, here's a good choice. Um, whatever. They leave. Uh, they go home to eat dinner, and Calvin comes with them, and Meg is like, Charles, what's going on? Charles Wallace, and he's like, mm-hmm. I don't really know but he seems to know a little bit more yeah he's a smart um, kid but like it's like eh, there's things going on oh and uh mrs who's like uh it's almost time so you guys need to go home and get some rest okay and meg's like time for what and everybody's like it's fine shut up meg <laughs> just like family guy exactly so uh they go home um and uh, oh oh, the mom, Mrs. Murray, she has a whole lab, and she's always working in the lab. She's a scientist lady. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, they they hang out. Um, oh, and then um, Calvin is like, "Tell me about your dad." So like, then they get into the dad a little bit. Um, uh, he used to uh, like he was a scientist. He he did some stuff for the government. Um, there's a the last picture they have of him is at Cape Canaveral, 
when he was going to go like do some stuff for the government and they're like, Oh, we're sending him away on a top secret mission. Right. Um, and now like the guy, now his, the mom has been like trying to figure out what the status of the mission is. She went to Washington to find out mm-hmm. and they're like, we can't tell you it's top secret, whatever. We'll tell you when we know things. So that's where, so they just have faith that he's still out there. Tra- Calvin, this kid can't stop talking about how hot, uh, the mom is. Mm. So it's like, it's like a, yeah, your Ameri- mom's pretty. An American pie very situation. Yeah. Well, you're not. Um, you're and, not supposed to be attracted to your mom, kid. Yeah, and then he says something about the dad that he wasn't very attractive or something. <laughs> <laughs> when he saw a picture of him. Okay. You're not supposed anyway. to be attracted to your dad either. Well, no, that's it's Meg's dad. Oh, well, I mean, Meg is ugly, so it would have track. I mean, yeah, but, but the, tw- the twins aren't, and the mom isn't. Yeah, and Chris Pine sure as hell isn't. No. Um, so anyway, well, it he's seems one of like the handsomest men going. Uh, Calvin and Meg are kind of hitting it off. Um, and like Calvin's like, yeah, you know, everybody's talking about your dad. Like they think that like he like left your family, and you guys are just like delusional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charles Wallace comes. He's like, sorry. It seems like they're about to kiss, and then the the fucking uh, five year old comes in. He's like, oh, am I interrupting anything? Anyway, um, you know, we, we, we it's time for us to go. It's yeah. it, it's oh. time for the thing that Mrs. Who, and then they see Mrs. Who show up and Mrs. Mm-hmm. What's it shows up, um, and then this other lady, Mrs. Witch, but Tom, it's W H I C H, yeah, like who, what's it, and which, yeah, and she's like up, oh, uh, she, I think this is like Oprah, Reese Witherspoon, and Mindy Kaling. Oh, really? I I know they're all in the movie, so I assume that, and they're like, they look like princesses in the movie, or witches, like, Hmm. you know, fancy witches. Mrs. Witch says, I do not think I will materialize completely. I find it very tiring, and we have much to do. Hmm. I could see as a kid being really fucking confused at this point this is three this is a this is a third of the way into the books but confused in a good way or confused in like the way when we you know all got real into lost of like how is this gonna yeah how are they gonna tie all this together i gotta i gotta tune in to find out yeah that's true i mean i think there is enough information here what do you mean? It doesn't sound like there is. It sounds like something. It sounds like a fun adventure is about to happen. Yeah, but like you don't have much of a leg to stand on, right? Yeah, but I don't think you need that in a kid's book. I think you you can just set up a bunch of like as long as they pay off in a satisfying way. You can you can set up like a bunch of just kind of wacky things. I mean, this kind of reminds me actually a little bit of uh, like uh, Stephen King stories. Yeah. Where it's like a bunch of weird things are set up in the beginning and you don't really understand how they could be connected yet. 
uh, or even what what's happening behind the scenes, what the motivation uh, motivations are of people. But uh, hey, that makes the ride that much more fun. Yeah, I just realized, sorry, Tom, I was half listening to you that I read. Uh, I thought I broke this up into four um, chunks. Chunks. I only broke it up into three on the, uh, there's 12 chapters. So Okay. Um, on the schedule. So I actually read one less chapter than I was supposed to. Blah. Oh, yeah, because um, I was going to say, when you were talking about a third, I was like, uh, that's not the way the show works. Well, this is broken down into thirds. Like I, I wanted to have but this you, all contained within up, April. You set up the the. I haven't looked at the schedule, Tim. I'm a busy man, but you set up the schedule to be how many parts? Three book episodes and one movie episode. Ah, I see. But then you that way once May starts, we're done with a wrinkle in time. Mm. And also, it's a kids' book. Like it, it, it goes pretty quickly. Yeah. So. Um, so you next only read the first read, three chapters. Right. So next week I'll read four through eight, catch up that way. Did you have trouble reading the chapters, uh, reading comprehension-wise? Is that why? some of the bigger words, yeah, I had to like, look Like, uh, what's it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tramp. <laughs> you know, I, I looked go- it up I and go- I was shocked. <laughs> I Googled tramp and I really went down a rabbit hole. And that's honestly how I've been spending my whole week. Did you know they can put anything online? <laughs> uh, I wonder if Tommy. if you go to like a, a porn site and you just search for tramp, what kind of stuff shows up? <laughs> Do it right now. All right. I'm gonna all right. I'm gonna go to a Tim, I don't know any porno sites. Tell me what kind of uh this is great. We're doing a uh episode about oh my goodness. Uh, I didn't even type anything in yet. I can't believe what's coming up. Uh, Sissy slash tramp compilation. Okay. Did I type in? Oh, I typed in trap. Hold on. Tramp. (laughs) Why does it keep autocorrecting to trap? What the fuck? Tim, I don't think they want us to look at tramp content. I'm on I mean, one of, I'm not I'm not looking up anything. I'm on one of the biggest porn sites going and I'm typing I don't have in, a VPN set up, so I'm not gonna do this. I'm typing in tramp and it it literally it just keeps changing it to trap. Same thing I went to a different porno site and these are all trap. Amateur trap word What's I'm not gonna mean? say no. pounded. Tim, I think we stumbled upon something that maybe we don't want to know the answers to. Why? Yeah, I uh, you know, I've lost interest, so I, <laughs> that's, that's accurate. I went to two porn sites, and I typed in tramp for both of them, and it only showed me trap content. Playboy.com? No, not play. Uh, Pornhub.com and youporn.com, Tim. Hmm. Uh, which I believe are owned by the same company, but even still, I think they have right. some different so it's technology. Not an autocorrect in no, your not in my computer because, like, right. first off, I type "tramp" into my computer enough that it knows how to. It knows what I'm yeah, trying to course. say. Yeah. Honestly, if I type "trap" into my computer, it's going to autocorrect it to "tramp." Um, 
But when I typed it in, I'm looking at the word tramp, I hit enter, the page refreshes, and it changes tramp to trap in the search. I did it three times now. Wow. What are these porn we'll sites the trying to hide that they don't want us to see tramps on a porn site of all things? Uh, Do you remember when... Nah, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I think I wouldn't like where this is going. All right. Timmy, you have any, any final thoughts about... Uh, no, I'm, I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying it. I was going to ask book. if you're enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's it's really nice. It it moves quickly, especially when you only read uh, three quarters of what <laughs> you're supposed to read. Three quarters of a children's book. <laughs> um, yeah. d- is there? Uh, I feel like this author has one other well-known book. Well, you said they're prolific. Was, one thing that I was dismayed to um, read. It's like I'm I'm very familiar with this book. Like I think many times this appeared on like summer summer reading reading lists and like stuff like this book was really pushed on us as as kids. I don't think it was because as a kid, I was so into like time travel stuff that if a book had the word time in it, I would have been like sucked to it like uh, a moth to a flame. I don't know. I, do, I I feel like a lot of teachers told me, like, I remember specifically, like, my fifth grade teacher being, and my fourth grade and my third grade teacher all being like, yeah, you would like this book, Tim. And I was like, I'll never read it. And I never did. Um, I was like, uh, talk to me in 30 years when I have a podcast. <laughs> and they were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, was, um, that, was that when you were moved out of our school for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this wound up being the first uh, in a series of novels. Ah, okay. And I don't, I don't think that everything needs to be a series. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like this is one of those series of novels, and and that makes a lot more sense why Disney adapted it into a movie. Mm-hmm. Where an author wrote, I mean, I write a series of novels, but like I always intended it to be a series, but there, I feel like there are some books where it's like an author wrote something not intending it to be a series. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this ends on a cliffhanger and I'm completely wrong about this, but didn't intend for it to be a series and then it got big and then they were like, oh, let me make this into a series. Yeah, I feel like that happens uh, more often than not with kind of uh, young adult like fantasy books where it's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to write this. And it's like, oh, it got traction. Okay, back yeah. to... Back to the adventures of these kids. Well, and I also think like series were a very different thing in the 60s because, you know, there were things like uh, Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew where it was like, these are Mm -hmm. episodes. These are standalone. You can read any of these um, and maybe you'll get a little more enjoyment out of it if you've read other ones because you you know these characters a little better, but you don't have to have read anything before this. And I feel like it was rare back then, especially for a young adult book to have, uh, you know, an episodic story going on. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, like if you were writing a young adult fantasy novel and you were 
pitching it like and it's one and done they'd be like no th- a publisher would be like cool no thanks <laughs> yeah and and same thing with you know a uh, movie adaptation i'm sure that that's how they got you know mindy kaling and and uh chris pine and oprah winfrey and and yeah. um uh reese witherspoon because it was like all right we're a we're gonna pay you a ton of money up front but also like by movie five <laughs> You're going to get 10% of the box office. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know. But look, who knows? Maybe this will be so good. This will turn into a wrinkle in time podcast? series podcast. Maybe. Stranger things have happened. Maybe we'll make the sequel to the movie. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe the rights are up for grabs. We yeah. can we can grab those and John Carter of from Mars from Disney and and, and make these movies finally. Wasn't that nice. also Brad Bird? Um, maybe. Yeah, I, two two big whiffs in a row. But again, yeah, I've but... never watched these movies. Maybe they're good. I feel like I have not seen a movie in a while that I've heard that I've like read is bad that then I've watched and been like, I don't know what they're talking about. This was good. I feel like critics nowadays are like pretty boring and predictable. Don't really have like very, uh, particular tastes. Like they're, they're at least where I read things, you know, movie reviews and book reviews and stuff where critics reflect like the, the popular sentiments. Right. Um, where I don't see people being like, this is genius from something that's otherwise universally panned. Tom, uh, he was, it was not directed by Brad Bird. It was another Pixar guy, mm-hmm. um, Andrew Stanton. Okay. Yeah. Then that's what I'm thinking of that. It was like, this is a surefire hit because we've got, you know, Pixar. What, what did he direct for Pixar? He did uh, Bugs Life, Finding Nemo, Wally. Yeah. Um, Tom, he's done a couple episodes of For All Mankind, a show that Man. you like. Any, I haven't talked about that on the podcast, but uh, just finished the first season of For All Mankind on Apple TV. Uh, Apple TV Plus, I should say. And yep. uh, I loved it. It was like definitely one of the best shows I've watched in a bit. So maybe I've oh, got he to check wrote out Toy Story Two as well. It was a good one. Oh, okay, that's that's probably what I'm thinking of as his like real big uh, claim to fame. Tom John Carter had some heavy hitters in it besides Tim Riggins, Taylor <laughs> Kitsch, uh-huh. Willem Dafoe, Thomas Hayden Church, TV's Lowell, <laughs> right? Um, Brian Cranston. Wow. Dominic West from The Wire. Yeah, I mean, I remember that that movie being set up as just like a like here's like a big ass summer blockbuster that's going to be a, a phenomenon. Yeah, but I mean, you know, same thing for A Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm. And hey, it just didn't there's happen. no such thing as a sure thing, and there's no such thing as a free lunch. Okay, Tom, would you like to? Uh, tell any of our other patrons fuck you before we leave (laughs) specifically 
called uh, an anti-meme? No, I don't think so. I just saw. Uh, uh, hold on, actually, I, I might have one other one. Uh, now that now that you mention it, because I was just looking at when I when I went on Patreon, um, uh, some guy named Mark said, "I love you guys, y'all rock." That's nice. And then he said, "May I have a T-shirt?" No. I, mean, I won't. I won't go as far as to say fuck you to him, but no, you can't have a t-shirt. You can don't buy we sell one. T-shirts. Yeah. Oh, you can buy one. You can't have one. Even I don't have one. I should order one. I was trying to think what t-shirts we. Actually, I forgot right to now. mention that to you that that they were like, "Hey, you guys want some shirts?" And I just didn't respond back. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I wouldn't wear these shirts. <laughs> Uh, Actually, I saw a friend of ours, or like um, the husband of a friend of mine, mm, um, wears the coward astronaut shirt. Um, really? I see him all the time in it on, uh, on on Instagram. Wow. It's a good looking shirt. It is a good looking shirt. They they designed that on our uh, direction and uh, turned yeah. out great. Um, yeah, we've, we've got to get... And actually... I've got to look into if we can get some kind of a discount for uh, Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. Some kind of a discount code, a big old code to get a promotion. get better shirts. Uh, the shirts are great. You don't like it because it makes you look bad, but. I mean, because I, I don't think astronauts are cowards, and I, this is going to come back to bite me because there's going to be a <laughs> freaking, uh, an astronaut's going to die in space. I told or you, the- like, you would love for all mankind because so the, the, the quick premise is Russia in the sixties beats us to the moon. The Soviet union beats the U S to the moon. You told me so, this already. So this, a, the space, hour, listen, the space race, I'm telling everybody else, the space race continues. Uh, you know, it, 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 it quickens. Both countries put even more money into it, but like a big plot, like three episodes in is that Russia lands the first woman on the moon. So the U S is like, we've got to get a woman on the moon. And there's a big contingent of people in the government, not really within NASA, but other parts of the government, that are like, yeah, just put a woman in the spacesuit. How hard could it be? <laughs> which is which is your whole thing of just like, they I just got to sit there put, and ride. They were going to put Carol Spinney in the fucking Big Bird costume on the spaceship. <laughs> Well, I mean, and part of part of the show is that they show like, well, no, you can't send unqualified. They don't show that. But like NASA people fight very hard for like, no, we've got to put these women through training. They need to be real astronauts. Uh, And they are. I saw you put uh, air quotes around real. I didn't put air quotes. No, some of these All women right. are, Tim, even better astronauts than I would be, I think. <laughs> I find that hard to believe, Tom. Yeah, you're right. I I was just saying that to appear politically correct. Of course, I would be better. Um, thank you all uh, for being patrons. Sorry, Tom personally insulted a number of you. Um, uh, sound off in the comments. Uh, I don't know. If, if you want Tom to roast you next week. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, have a good week. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. We love you very much. Faithful to their knees.